0: all right hello welcome to the cosmic eye show i am your host jason napolitano and i have chris sheridan on the line today how you doing chris
1: happy and healthy today that
0: is good to hear (laughs) and and timely and (laughs) and timely and appropriate for our discussion today uh you are listening to the cosmic eye show we are here every sunday we also have a show on friday uh, emmett fox friday so we encourage you to check those out those are little shorter episodes 20-25 minutes of uh What we like to say are spiritual vitamins that will kind of pump you up and give you an idea, uh, an intermittent fox idea that helps you get through the week, through the weekend, whenever you listen to them. So go ahead and check those out. Uh, Thanks to all our supporters. We appreciate you guys. Um, If you can, please support us, anchor.fm slash cosmic eye. I'm, of course, the author of If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. That's going to kind of tie into what we're talking about today. And Chris is the author of The Spirit in the Sky and also... His book ties into that as well uh, in terms of spiritual ideas and, you know, focus of life and healing and so on. So what we're talking about today is fear, how to master fear, how to overcome fear, how to help a healthier attitude towards it and so on. It was inspired by, of course, uh, some, some of the uh, events that have occurred lately. We're in the middle of this uh, coronavirus thing. Some of the ideas that go along with that, some of the fears that people have, and how that plays into into your health and so on. So, and we've got other other ideas about about fear and how to overcome fear, maintain health, etc. So, it's going to be a great show, and it's going to be one that I think you're going to find is valuable and particularly timely. So, thank you for joining us again. All right, so let's just start out with with that idea of fear. They say in psychology and i'm sure this is disputed but this is something that's been a truism for a long time that we're only born with two fears the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises so that's the only two fears that an infant has and those for an infant obviously are, are good healthy fears those are instinctual fears that you need to survive we have i suppose other instinctual things that you know that come up and the fight or flight stuff that comes through us that you know, it's from from uh, more ancient times when we were closer to the natural world and we needed those sort of instincts to, to keep us uh, to keep us alive. You know, when you hear something something shuffling around behind you or you see a flash of something, generally you get that little startle and, and you, know, you you wanna run or fight, one of the two. This is the fight or flight flight fight or flight instinct what we're we're not really talking about that because that is a natural sort of healthy instinct that's the same sort of instinct that's going to get you the hell out of the road if you hear a truck rumbling you know down upon you and you just jump out of you know its way in the nick of time uh things like that those are those are healthy fears we want to have those fears we want to encourage you know, encourage them because they happen on their own but we want to allow those to unfold unimpeded because they keep us safe right um what we're talking about is the sort of learned fear manufactured fear fear and worry anxiety these sorts of ideas that we carry around with us that can come from the outside or come from within or come from family or come from the media quote unquote and we see a lot of that right now going on we always see a lot of that going on and there's always a a pet problem or fear that you know that's in the news and this obviously is It gets eyeballs, it attracts attention and it keeps, you know, it keeps people, you know, on the edge of their seat with what's going to happen next and so on. And, you know, the media companies need this. They need that attention and they need those eyeballs and they need those clicks and they need those purchases of magazines and books and all that stuff. So, you know, it keeps the economy humming and, you know, fear is a is a classic tactic of sales. So, you know, that's one of the things we need to recognize right off the bat. That doesn't mean that there's nothing true behind what they're talking about, but it means that there's an agenda and there's a sort of axe to grind and there's some benefit to be gained from the people that are spreading that fear, oftentimes. Not always, but oftentimes. You know, and that's not being cynical, it's just being practical. You have to look at things and you have to think about how, you know, for example, you see with this particular situation we're in right now with this with this flu virus that's going around. I guarantee you there's been a spike in the purchase of hand sanitizer and we know that there's been spikes in you know purchases of, of food stores and things like this and uh, you know I'm sure antibacterial soaps and you know, vitamin C and probably immune system boosters and whatever else. And you know again, it's not bad to be prepared and it's not bad to, to take things seriously when it becomes bad. Is when it becomes uh, a destructive sort of anxious panic provoking sort of sort of response right chris well
1: yeah, it's the panic um, sometimes can be more dangerous and even deadly than the initial danger,
0: yeah. which may
1: be very real, you know this virus you know we're talking about that's um, happening if somebody listens to this at a later date we're in early March 2020 um, maybe someone later on will be looking at this as a historical uh, context but this uh, coronavirus now there's a lot of misinformation there's lack of information going around and but what really like you're saying is going on is panic buying mm-hmm. and this panic attitude uh, concerts are being canceled Uh, Car races, even big outdoor open things are being canceled even before there's like an epidemic. Now it's, it's, like you say, these fears can um, really help us be prepared. Uh, Should we be washing our hands? Yes. We should probably be doing that anyway
0: yeah um, virus. no
1: i want people washing. maybe you should have a few yeah. extra rolls of toilet paper and a couple extra gallons of water no, around wrong the house with and, a, and a, you know a few days worth of food if you live in earthquake prone california yeah, like no, i exactly. do or the electricity could go out for a number of sure. doesn't even have to be some calamitous conspiracy you know yeah. grand thing it can just be you know well you know something happened and now we don't have water electricity for you know, five yeah, days and kind of, exactly. The, you know,
0: exactly. That's
1: be. probably really smart, and this is a good time. You can use a crisis, uh, to or an emergency or environmental thing to uh, be a reminder that, oh, you know, maybe we should be a little better prepared, even if this one didn't affect me directly. Maybe the next one will, and we're gonna pitch in and buy a generator for the houses on our block or sure. something, you know. Whatever yeah, needs to happen,
0: but that's healthy preparation. That's not, you know, fear mongering and, you know, panic and anxiety, right? This sort of state of stress, constant state of
1: stress. That's, that's healthy preparation, right? There's a big difference, isn't there? Well, there is. And these, these preparations can be used in a practical way towards something that directly affects you. And they can solve that. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, the water gets shut off and you have drinking water for three days, well, you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, for at least for, for three, days. For three and days. It wouldn't sure. be otherwise. Yeah, exactly. So, it, you know, they are solutions that work where it gets out of hand. A lot of times is when the problem is so large, you know, a pandemic mm-hmm. like this, or uh, we've talked about global warming and uh, climate change mm-hmm. uh, that takes, you know, all the countries and we have to switch the way we do, Electricity and you know the oceans and this and you know coal-fired plants and, know, and cars and electric yeah, exactly. green economy and we have to retrain and new yep. infrastructure and it's trillions and it's like it's so big that we you know, we want to do something and feel like we should but it's really out of our control. Um, so, but what what doesn't go away is the fear, is well, the panic is the anxiety it's out of our let's say
0: this though just to go back to step back one second i think what you're saying is definitely true it is somewhat out of our control however that's one of the one of the problems with fear and with panic and with big problems is that they seem like it doesn't make a difference what we do on an individual level and then that makes us feel powerless and then we don't do anything but if each individual from the bottom up in a grassroots way started making great changes or even small changes, for that matter, in one's life, it makes these great changes uh, to the overall problem. And see, that's where the fear and the panic will take over and say, well, there's nothing we can do. You know, yeah. it's out of it's out of my hands. It's God's will, kind of like we talked about on that last uh, that last time at Fox podcast. God's
1: God's will. Uh, so well, this is an opportunity to. Maybe you explore that and find out Well, what in these big things, what is in our control and what is it that we can do and where we should draw the line or at least look for that line Mm -hmm. and go, this I cannot do. I'm not going to, you know cause india to change their manufacturing things yeah but i can make choices with what i buy and where i buy things and how i do do things in my life exactly yeah Yeah. so yeah maybe we can kind of get to re you know maybe defining or clarifying yeah because yeah that is the worst risk of all is you know it's one thing to be panic and be try to be overly prepared yeah but to just give up and say well there's nothing i can do that's, yeah, that may be the worst of all.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And in, in, you know, in terms of, in terms of like a situation where there's a, where there's an illness spreading or a virus or something like this or a flu or, you know, I, I, you know, I'm reminded of, you know, not to kind of put things in perspective, you know, we're reminded of some of the other things that have happened, you know, in the near past, um, you know, at least over the last 10, 20, 30 years you know, we've had bird flu, we've had, uh, we had mad cow disease way back when we've had um, swine flus, we've had, um, you know, different types of Asian flu viruses that, you know, were floating around. I mean, there's, there's, The Y2K bug. The Y2K bug in 2000, which, you know, a lot of people are too young to remember, but that was (laughs) the bug, right? Well, the the world was going to collapse. I mean, they were literally saying that we were going to be living in like road warrior conditions or something, you know, or Mad Max conditions, you know, once all the computers blew up because they couldn't handle it. And absolutely nothing happened. Not a single thing happened, you know, and so some of these things you've got to remember, you know, and it's, it helps to be a little bit older, to have a perspective on, you know, all the, the, the crazy things that have been talked about. And again, it doesn't mean to ignore them. It doesn't mean to be foolish about stuff. It just means to put things in perspective and realize that the hype, you know, is oftentimes much worse than the actual condition. And even if, you know, something is a panic situation, for example, which I'm not saying it is. I'm saying, but even if it were, let's say there were a situation we needed to really buckle down and, you know, and, and make some changes and, you know, really, you know, come together as a group. That is the time when, you know, when anxiety and fear and panic have the least place because you need strong leadership and you need to be a person who's Positive and confident and a leader in, in his or her own life and an example for your family or friends, for the people that maybe are ill, for example, you can hold that space for them. You know, you might be carrying that, that positivity and that seed of healing within yourself that they need at that moment because they're not strong enough to have that. And so if we don't do that, if we don't carry into these 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 panic situations, positivity, love, healing, compassion, you know, strength, you know, we're not going to be able to get get through them with the minimum amount of damage. And see, that's the danger of the panic. That's the danger of spreading hysteria. It's not about, you know, spreading information, spreading information, say, okay, wash your hands, do this, do X, Y, Z, avoid this kind of thing, avoid that. That stuff's positive information. But then what happens after that is like, you know,
1: the fallout from that. Well, there's suspicion, suspicion and fear of your neighbors if maybe they're sick or. Well, and when it weakens the whole it weakens our response ability our ability to respond to this situation in ways that we can respond exactly if they're compromised by worry fear stress panic um doubt uncertainty um really it's i think talking about a weakened immune system if you're worried about the the bug that's going around um okay do what you can to be healthy but if you continue to worry about the bug especially if you haven't caught it yet eventually that stress is going to weaken the immune system yes. to where you might actually catch the bug and have a hard time to fight Fire it off. off. So be prepared, but at, at some point, stop the worry and go, I'm going to double down on serenity and confidence and health, health and thoughts. health and picture health, not disease. Cause you know, you're taking care of as much as you can. Maybe take some vitamins um you know maybe do some of the things you should be doing anyway we should always have strong immune systems of course not just when we get sick not just when there's an epidemic but maybe that's that's something something we should always do we should always wash our hands yeah and and be careful about sneezing and you know oh sneezing your elbow you know what Are people used to sneezing in someone's face? Well, do people do that? Uh, yes,
0: they do. And, and, and <laughs> okay. there, there are, these kinds of things, sadly <laughs> enough, do need to be told to people because, unfortunately, um, a lot of, of younger people have not grown up with social mores and, and these kinds of um, niceties taught to them. They're just left to their own devices. And, you know, sometimes that can mean that, They haven't learned how to do these basic fundamental things that we, you know, we older people might consider just politeness or normal behavior because it's just not something that's been shown or or taught or expected. And, you know, you can't get mad at people for not knowing that stuff. But it's again, though, it's good that people are starting to see these basic things that we need to be doing anyways. We should already be doing all that stuff that you shouldn't have to tell someone to wash their hands or sneeze or do the, the vampire sneeze. I think is what they're saying like cover into your go into your oh, crook of your I elbow. Yeah. I, I mean and it's <laughs> of your cape. I, I I mean so the point I like the that. Point is, know the is is a good one. That's maybe the best thing that's come out of this so far. Um yeah. But you know the the point is though is to you know take an active role particularly
1: inwardly
0: in keeping yourself healthy by keeping your mind you know we talked about that again in that emmett fox show in that quarantining the problem idea put it out of your mind quarantine the idea of sickness quarantine the idea of the flu stop playing into it stop spending hours and hours on the internet reading the latest statistics and worrying about it and thinking about it and so on and put your mind on health and constructive things you can do to you know to stay to stay healthy and strong. And that starts on the inside, and it starts with things like things like prayer and affirmation and visualization and relaxation, all those strengthen the immune system. Biochemically speaking, you know, positive thoughts have a positive effect on the body-mind structure. And negative anxious thoughts have a destructive effect. A destructive effect on the body mind complex it's that simple
1: I mean well, the calming you know may be the you know one of the most important ones at all of all for sure that you're just you know like you're talking about you know meditation and relaxation, um, mm-hmm. even short of instilling you know positive thoughts, you know get in this no thought zone where you're trusting in the universe mm-hmm. in your body, I am calm. I am centered I'm surrounded by, you know, a higher force mm-hmm. and a power within me. I, you know, this too shall pass, we shall be okay. Calmness is the best thing my body needs right now for a clear mind, for a strong immune system, you know, just really reinforcing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this calmness and again, calmness, mindfulness, meditation, relaxation like real relaxation not watching you know binge watching netflix um on the couch that's you know entertaining and leisurely but i'm talking about where you're not even taking in images and screens no exactly uh, kind of relaxation and then and being and being okay with that not that oh, i should be doing this i should be doing that but just in that space of peace and serenity yeah that, you know, that seems like the cure for, you know, or it's part of a cure for just about everything because it makes everything else more possible. Your mind is sharper when the real emergency strikes. Yeah. Uh, your body is stronger because it's not, you know, it's the chemical we've been talking about, chemical compositions. You know, these stress, it's not just, oh, I'm stressed because I got all this stuff in my mind. No, Physiologically, the hippocampus is pumping out chemicals into your bloodstream and your whole nervous system yeah. uh, digestive you know faculties are are altered Absolutely. <laughs> your ability to fight disease your sensory yeah. it's real uh, there's yeah.
0: real chemical responses in the body to thought to yeah. thought and feeling
1: you know it's and the relaxation produces other chemicals it doesn't just stop the bad chemicals it actually releases another set of chemicals and when we get in these states, and this is the you know the curse of I think modern society, maybe it's always been with mm-hmm. us, is that some of a lot of these fears, even the real ones, when you go beyond the reasonable fear of response and taking action, uh, we can feel something over and over and over again the fear of this or the resentment or the pain mm-hmm. the betrayal that somebody caused us, or the wanting to retaliate we can think of that over and over and over again. And it has a cumulative effect. And I think that's why a lot of people are sick in general. I think we already have weakened immune systems. It's not just our food supply. That's part of it. It's not just an exercise thing, although that's part of it. One of the best things and quickest things you can do is in your mind. You don't even have to eat something or exercise, although you should. Uh, But if you can calm the mind and the heart and the, worry and the anxiety absolutely you know it's, it's more you know, way more than way.
0: half the battle right there and then you know if you can go the extra mile and then actually begin to to do something constructive in terms of uh you know your mind your spirit Um, you know, you you could create that, you create that neutral space, you, you know, like we talked about before, you kind of crack open the door to the possibility of of something much greater, you know, allowing something bigger in and allowing that there's a, a consciousness that's, you know, that's larger than your little ego and things like that, you know, you start to make the space for that. And then when you, when you do your affirmative work, your prayer and your, your visualization and your you know, your feeling-oriented type work to, to to construct that healthy mindset. You know, it's it's much more apt to take. It's like we talked about it before that analogy, the garden. It's like when you take that time to become calm and really clear things out, and you know, focus on the breath and and get into that space where you let go of the tension, you know, release bodily tension. So it's like you're you're clearing out the the garden of weeds and rocks and all of these things that are going to get in the way of planting those positive seeds of health, you know, and the positive seeds of health are the affirmation, the you know, the visualizations, the, the, the prayers, uh, the ritual that you might do, you know, that's, a, that's important as well. You can do, you know, you can light a candle, you can light some incense maybe for, you know, have if you got, if you've got candles of saints or holy people and so on, you can use those sorts of things, whatever you, you do to connect with, with that, uh, with that higher consciousness, you know, is value. Let's is talk
1: about that a little bit. I, I like that uh, notion of ritual, because if, you, if you're not really used to meditating or at least have a foothold on it, sometimes saying, well, oh, just quit worrying and don't stress and calm your mind and yeah. and be, be mindful. Um, that's kind of hard because it just, it all takes place in the same mind that you're chaotic with fear and anxiety, and then you're sure. trying to turn that. One of the I think one of the most awesome things about ritual uh, now, if it's a public ritual or with a group, then you have fellowship and uh, that sort of connectivity. But on a personal level, yes, if it's just lighting incense in a candle uh, or holding a special rock that you picked up somewhere (laughs) because it makes you feel good, a worry stone, as they say, or or looking at an image or listening to a tape or something like that. What it does, it, it, it's actually a physical thing. It gets you out of your head. Yeah. And, it, and you're busy with, well, I got to light the candle. Well, I have to, you know, sprinkle the holy water. You know, I mean, there's things to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's, what's happening while you're doing those things is you're not thinking. <laughs> or, you know, or, it no, trips up. It, the, you
0: are thinking, but you're, it's like. Well, but you're not thinking about the, the thinking problem. About you're not obsessing problem. about you're that. About the, you're, busy. you're thinking about the solution. Yeah you know, and it's exact, that's exactly what I talk about. And if you can worry, you can meditate the meditation book, you know, you can, you can, your thought can be locked into a habitual state of anxiety, or you can shift that same thought, that same sort of obsessive behavior onto thoughts of positivity, you know, love, health, compassion, and so on. And that you're right, that ritual gives us a place to be able to do that, you know, looking at mandalas or you know, coloring mandalas are nice rituals, like putting together an, a little altar space for yourself, maybe putting up pictures of relatives that inspired you, or maybe maybe your grandmother that passed that you that you occasionally talk to still uh, in prayer or in visions or what have you, um, you know, reading positive and life-affirming and spiritual books, you know, all of these. You're creating a
1: sacred creating space, sacred space. A, a, literally a safe space. Yeah of mind and of your body, at least your immediate, and it could be your desk at work, Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, if you can, you know, clock out and put the earbuds on, turn your computer screen off and, you know, and maybe bring out that, you may not allow to light a candle, but you can bring out a box of potpourri or, you know, whatever, something you're you're externalizing uh, and then you have some other focus and it just allows the mind to be involved with something. Yeah other than whatever it is you're dealing with and that is can be calming it can give you just you know an avenue because uh, you can't just turn the mind off yes it's always thinking but if you can get it involved with something making tea yeah uh, i uh, well i will bring up um the cigarette break <laughs> to uh which i don't think exists anymore
0: <laughs> um, i think that may be a thing of the past my friend yeah
1: <laughs> but you know i used to And here's how i think about it now i'm the next smoker i'll, I'll admit um uh you know it's been a long time but i, I used to think it was well it's the nicotine it's the tobacco and you know you go out there and okay I'm calm i can chill out and i just need a cigarette okay i can i can focus now but if i you know as i remember uh there was more involved with that you have to go outside yeah. it was, sure. even even you know 20 30 years ago you, you, you know you, you still had at least a, they had a smoking section yeah. or something you had to go someplace yeah, yeah it was designated sure. uh, even before it was really stigmatized. It was still a place, and then you have you know this box, this little pack of cigarettes, and there's a bunch of them in there, and you it has the top, and you you tamp it down, and you know you've got the lighter, and you have to have an ashtray, and you know and a bowl of smoke ring. I mean, there's you're doing all kinds so of things with your hands. Yeah it it's very and i in ret- i may be wrong but in retrospect i'm thinking that's as much of a value <laughs> in quotes as the uh, the actual nicotine in calming you down because you're pulled out from your doing, you've got something to do with your hands and you know you're you know and your yeah, breath yeah, exactly you're, you're stoking sure. in i mean it's, it's kind of a breath it meditation is. No, i it mean is. As, as deadly it is for your body yeah, but, the,
0: but, the, but the ritual elements um, the breathing elements yeah. the time for yourself the time to relax that you've created that coincide with that that's all ritualized sort of habitualized behavior that's that's you've learned to associate with calming yourself down right you can do it and that's the beauty of it is you can do it without the without the cigarettes, without the drugs,
1: without the alcohol, um, you can, but I would suggest something with yeah, your hands no, yeah, maybe sure, knit sure. or, um, you know, juggle or, you know, do card tricks or, you know, some, sure. some kind of, or if, you know, you have trouble using your hands, you know, some other thing you're kind of doing with your body mm. that involves your concentration or at least partial yeah. concentration, Artwork,
0: you know, drawing. Um, uh, yeah, coloring, coloring book, notes. you know, anything
1: for five minutes, yeah. set a timer on your, you know watch that's a great point yeah um because it doesn't take much actually to trip up the thought stream. that's especially if you're in a state of worry Mm -hmm. or anxiety or uh anticipation or things like that um you know we're very distractible creatures if that's even a word um that like i've read um the inner game of tennis and a skiing from the neck down (laughs) to try to you know sports things to get out of your head, because that can be just as much of a help or a hindrance as, you know, something you're doing with your body. And the lesson in the integrating game game of tennis was that we were teaching uh, students that when the ball would hit on their side of the court, uh, they were supposed to say out loud, bounce, and then it would come to them. And when they would hit it with a racket, they would say Mm. hit two words, two little things to do only takes a half a second, but it took their concentration because they are not going to say bounce until the ball hit the ground or hit, you know, on your side yeah. of the court. Okay. Bounce. And now it's coming. And, you know, I know I'm going to say hit. I have to say hit when I hit it, that, that, those two words timed with those events are just enough to keep you from overthinking how you're going to hit the ball with the yeah. racket. And it was, just, And people were just kind of naturally coming up with better strokes by not thinking about sure. it or not thinking about it so much. Yeah, and you, you, exactly. So, and then you're anchoring,
0: that, you're anchoring that word into that positive behavior. You know, another way to do that too, if you want to talk about the health aspect of things, especially during times like now is, you know, say, for example, you just are going out on a walk. Uh, maybe to get out and clear your head a little bit and breathe some fresh air and so on. And we go to the park. Well, maybe when you take a left step, you say something like health, and then on your right step, you say peace. So you just go back and forth: health, peace, health, peace. You know, when you get into this sort of repetitive, sort of walking meditation type thing, you can you can you know you can circumvent any of those those fears that you might have been really focusing on, those anxious thoughts and so on, and replace them you know, and, and, and those repetitive kinds of things like tennis or walking or jogging or, you know, hitting a speed bag if you're into boxing or, you know, any of these kind of repetitive sorts of things with chopping vegetables and something, you know, or something like this, so you're chopping a carrot, you know, peace, health, peace, health, peace, health, peace, health, mm-hmm. things like this, or whatever you want to say, you know, is is a way to, to connect the body and mind together with a, with a spiritual intent of, of creating a more healthy mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does, there's, definite effect on the body mind when you do these positive things it's very real it's not unscientific and you know i've I've seen lately too a lot of these memes and things online you know criticizing a lot of the new age people who are talking about essential oils and these different things and, and you know in response to these to this um this virus and i think it's really kind of one it's mean-spirited and two i think that it's uh you know it's short-sighted because the things that people do, those little ritualistic things that make them feel better—saging things and putting essential oils on and so on—make them feel better, and therefore they are, have a higher. You know their immune system is stronger, their mentality is able to withstand things, their 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 body is actually healthier. Doing those things is is positive, if you believe in them. If you don't believe in them, they're of no use. But if they if you try them and you're like, well, wow, actually, this does seem to work, then there's value, in it, you know, but if you're skeptical about everything and you're just, you know, critical of everything and the only thing you think is going to help you is, you know, the, the newest drug from Pfizer, it's a different, you know, it's it's a tough way to live. It's a tough way to live. And, you know, the, one of the challenges is that, you know, the mind often creates situations in the body that, you know, we can do much we can heal ourselves much more efficiently oftentimes than a drug Uh, just through the types of you know work and things that we're talking about it's 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 a makes a huge difference and of course we talked before about the placebo and nocebo effects and so on but there's no doubt there's no scientific doubt that the mind plays a huge part of in the role of your your health and the mind when i say mind i mean mind you know, mind, soul, spirit, you know, the complex of, of everything that we are as a human being. But it, it's, you know, it's sort of our touchstone to that is the ego based thought in a lot of ways. So we've got to really be careful, the types of things we're thinking, the types of things that we're doing, we've got to keep our mind firmly established on those positive, healthy, um, connected, relaxed, peaceful, and and healing kinds of of thoughts and actions
1: and and feelings right right and you know something like oh deep breathing um, you know calming relaxing deep breathing you can talk about the you know mental and you know psychological and even spiritual effects and benefits of that but just on a simple material scientific level you're releasing more of the spent carbon dioxide in your lungs when you breathe properly, diaphragmatically and deeply, and you're bringing in more oxygen, therefore your blood is going to carry a more oxygenated uh, you know, system all throughout your body, which is what your digestion needs, it's what your liver needs to cleanse you know, your fluids, it's you know, skin, every, you know, everything needs this, your brain uh, and your heart as well to operate. So it's in a way, it's, some of the stuff is kind of simple and it's not really that much of a stretch, mm-hmm. even just on that particular yeah. level. Um, That's a great point. I don't, don't you want your doctor to be calm in surgery when they're operating on a loved one? Don't you want your airline pilot to be calm and no, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we just uh, experienced a little bit of turbulence. And meanwhile, everybody's screaming bloody murder <laughs> in the back of the plane because their luggage is everywhere and the stewardess is upside down. But uh, no, you, you do want yeah. them calm, yeah. especially no, true. in turbulence. True. And that's not just a metaphor, that's it's an actual real thing. So why wouldn't you want to be calm when facing or anticipating and yes, in the middle of an emergency or a crisis. And I love what you said earlier about bringing that to because not everybody can do mm-hmm. that. But if you can yeah. and, and bring that, and everyone else maybe is panicking, they're in this hysteria, if you can just enter the situation, okay, it's calm. Okay, we've got this. Uh, grab the laptop, grab the kids, get the cat. We're getting out of here. The house is on fire. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if uh, yeah, yeah. Instead of, yeah, oh, my exactly. God, the house is on fire. You know, to, to, if, if one person anyway in a group can do that, and as many of us can do that, th- there are going to be crises. There are real sure. emergencies. We all have to face them, large and small, at some point or another throughout our lives. But a calm, but the a one, calm, clear. calm, yeah. Yeah. Not one that has her head in her sand saying everything's no. fine. Not one that's in denial of what's happening and thinking it's not real, but real and present and calm and centered. Either scripture metaphors metaphor of that. Focused on the solution. And on the people. people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know this is very frightening. This, this, I, I can't imagine. Yes. So here's my hand. Hold on to it going to be okay yeah (laughs) yeah. even if if you're kind of lying um well you know be convinced that's part of um, part of
0: the part of this work is to to shift that that mentality uh to a different different state and shift that energetic quality to a different state so that there may be a very real fear that you're experiencing the body mind you know and your thoughts and so on but you've got to take control and you've got to gradually shift it and you know it's like uh you know, there's there's some turbulence or something, and you're you know you're you know you're basically kind of like saying, okay, be you know be still, and you know you're working on on the on the on the antidote instead of feeding the feeding the problem. You know, and some at, at first it may be very difficult. You may be still feeling those same experiences. You're know, like, oh, I'm still anxious. I'm still this. I'm still that. Even though I'm doing my affirmations, even though I'm trying to relax, even though I'm focusing on my breath, stay with it stay with it because it will, it will work at first, you know, it, it sometimes is a little difficult. Sometimes it'll be just like that. I mean, you can change, you know, quite quickly. Uh, But, but, you know, sometimes when you're in that, that panic mode, you've, you've got to take a minute and really, really, you know, flip that switch to the, to the other, to the other feeling, to that affirmative, positive, healthy, focused, you know, constructive sort of thinking and you know, it may take, it may take a, it may take a bit to do that. So that's why I'm saying. Don't, um, don't fear that right away. You know, you don't experience right that second, you don't experience that, you know, that thing stick, stick with it, even though, you know, you're carrying around some, some, some deep seated stuff, it will gradually, it will gradually change and it most likely much quicker than you think. But, um, you know, stay, stay with these practices, stay with these practices and have faith that they will do what they need to do for you. Um, That's, that's really kind of another, uh, you know, that's, that's half the battle. So,
1: you know, like, that's a really good point to, yeah, that it may be gradual because some of these fears that maybe not an immediate one or imminent one, but a lot of times they have built up or they've increased over Mm -hmm, the years. mm -hmm. I'm more and more wary of, of this, or you know, more frightful of that, sure. uh, or you know, less confident or uncertain about about these things, that sometimes you know has been built up. So it may take a little bit to diffuse the situation and change it yeah. around. Uh, but even if you get one minute of of calm. Uh, experience mm-hmm. uh, in in a day. Well, maybe tomorrow you'll get two minutes, or you can yeah. at least get that one minute back. Yeah, you know. Um, so anything to get a foothold, and uh, but yeah, good point. Don't expect you know. Although yes, it can always yeah, happen. Yeah, it may be
0: instantaneous. I mean, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it's quite incredible. Yeah, yeah, deny you that. You don't want to <laughs> place limitations. But don't yeah, push you don't it either. Place limitations on what's possible. But but my my point is, it also uh, that's just kind of occurred to me is that you know, the important thing is to is to stay conscious and watch the thoughts and feelings and emotions and daydreams and, you know, fantasies and fears that are drifting up and counteract them in the moment. So it's one thing to take five minutes out of your day and do some positive visualizations. And then for the rest of the eight hours or nine hours of your day, or, you know, you're looking up stuff online, worrying about this and watching that and, tallying up statistics and doing, you know, calculations on what the possibilities of you catching this or that thing and all these ridiculous things, that's feeding the problem. It's feeding the problem. So during those times, catch yourself, stop yourself and say something like, you know, I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm strong. You know, even though it sounds kind of corny, these kinds of things work and with, with conviction and with repetition they will do that. They will turn that, that thought. They will turn that feeling.
1: Um, they already are. They already are. If you're saying, I'm afraid, I'm worried, I'm anxious, mm-hmm. unconsciously or unconsciously, or I don't know how I can handle this. This is overwhelming. This is bigger yeah. than me. You're really saying I'm weak Yeah. No. You know, yeah, over and over. That. And you've developed that. So saying I'm, I'm happy and strong and confident, um, it's no sillier than, than everything else you've probably been unaware, mm-hmm. um, but that you have been reaffirming and reaffirming and reaffirming. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're right. It's the consciousness. If you can become then aware, even if you're not doing it right yet, no. <laughs> so yeah. to speak, if you become aware that you're not doing it right, that is the really big step in the right yeah. direction. Because a lot of the times, and actually, where it really becomes dangerous, where these things have become habitual ways of yeah. thinking, ways um, become a normalized level. You know, what do they call it? General anxiety disorder, disorder, yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. That you're just, just, what are you, what do you anxious about? Well, what do you got? Yeah. You know? or you don't even need anything. Well, they, yeah, that's habitual. It's been repeated and repeated, um, and it below the level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least conscious awareness. Yeah. Um so to become aware, like, oh my God, what was I thinking? Oh my god, I just I was thinking about, you know, during this, you know, person's head off who cut me off in traffic and it's like, whoa, I wasn't that victimized. I don't need to lash out. It's that's mm-hmm. terrible. Even but if you recognize your terrible yeah thoughts. Wow, you've 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 got a grip on them now. They don't have a grip on yeah. you, and then you can go about changing. Saying, "Well, maybe I should think about something else," but yes, being consciously aware and that's present moment awareness of your own thoughts and where they're going. Yeah, yeah. So try to catch Absolutely. that. Absolutely,
0: and you know there is a there's a great power in in affirmation and, and prayer. I mean, it's the connection to your higher self. It's your connection to the source. You know, the divine mind. And, um, you know, you've got to, you've got it, but you've got to do that affirmatively. We talked about that before. You've got to send the right messages, you know, because prayer is like, uh, it's like thought in a lot of ways. It's, um, it's one of these things where you get out what you put in. And so, you know, if you're praying in sort of negative and non-deserving and kind of guilty and, you know, meek, you know, in a negative way sort of ways you're not claiming the good and the health and the and the consciousness and the vitality and the you know prosperity and so on whatever that you're looking for you know that's a weak prayer it's like a weak thought and you're you know you get what you you get out what you what you put in and so that's it's it's crucial for you to to you know affirmatively state things like i you know i thank you you know you know universal spirit for the blessings in my life for this health and for my you know that my family's protected and that we're surrounded by your you know your love and protection at all times and things like that that's an affirmative type prayer and we've talked about that many times on the on many shows it's very it's very important to do that if you're going to pray um and it's very important to affirm those things positively to yourself if you want to make those changes i want to kind of get into some of the some of the specifics of uh of what you might do, um, you know, to kind of counteract some of these fears and to keep yourself healthy and so on. And of course, I'm gonna to go to one of my, my favorite preachers, Reverend Ike, uh, and I'm looking at health, joy, and prosperity for you. So in chapter, uh, let's look at this one, chapter 40, there's a lot of great information. He calls it how to stop catching disease. And it's a really, really short, but very poignant chapter, very powerful stuff in here. So we're going to go through a little of this super, super quickly, because we're you know, nearing the end of the show. But um, this, I just want to read this, and I want you to think about this, because I think this is something we take for granted. Most people have been mentally conditioned to accept sickness from the beginning of their lives. From the minute you are born, you are taught to believe in sickness. You learn that you are supposed to be sick at certain times of the year. You learn that you are supposed to be sick at various times of your life. You learn to believe in the very idea of sickness. Health or sickness, wealth or poverty, success or failure all begin in the mind. Your physical body and material affairs reflect the state of mind. The person with a positive attitude and a strong belief in health prevents sickness from entering his life. So, you know, he's really getting at the heart of this thing when he says that. How, you know, just stop and think about how many times you've seen a commercial that's suggesting sickness and then suggesting a solution to you. How often you see that in a show, how often you hear it from your doctor or from your friends, how often you're looking for symptoms and then looking for the pharmaceutical solution or the allopathic medical solution to that problem it's just it's this thing like with tv in a sense like i mean and you can look back on the history of tv and one of the things it was designed to do was sell products so they would show disturbing news and then they would have a commercial for aspirin right after all the disturbing news because the news gives you a headache it creates the problem and then it sells you the solution and it's not to knock the media but that is one of the It's the one of the foundations of free television. Honestly, you can look back and read the history, and it is honest. It's not not conspiratorial. You're right. It's just good or bad. It's honest.
1: Soap operas. Exactly. It's to sell Procter and Gamble. But uh, not only that. That's why they're called soap operas. Selling
0: you all the misery and frustration and betrayals and drama, and then selling you alcohol and Mm. cigarettes and drugs to solve those problems during those commercial breaks. So they're giving you the fears, and the, you know, Reverend Ike would talk about that. Speaking of, of him again, and he was talking about all the and they all, you know, all the I can't even remember. let me think of one of these soap operas, and "Edge of Night" and the darkness of something, and there's all these different things, and there are all these really dramatic, scary, you know, sort of ideas, and, and you know, really churned up, emotional, dark, destructive things that people do to each other, and then you know, the commercials sell you the solutions. It's, you know, it's not it's not that complicated. Watch television with that in mind even today and you'll see what I mean. It is not a conspiracy theory. It's not some kooky. It's classical advertising and propaganda that goes back to the goes back to the turn of the century, the early 1900s, 1920s. I mean, this is the stuff that they used, you know, to sell patent medicine. It's, it's, it's all the, you know, it's, it's, this is not a, again, not a conspiracy. It's just, it's something, it's just the way it works. So you've got to be wary of that. You know, sickness is sold to you all the time. Do you want to buy it? Or do you not want to buy it? I don't want to buy it. How about you, Chris?
1: I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not buying it.
0: This is where well. it runs the hell out,
1: you know? <laughs> and it's systemic though. It's not, it goes way beyond advertising. It, it, it is. And it's selling not just products that. It's the, the it's healthcare the whole... system it kind of is a sick care his, uh, system it's to you know we like to treat symptoms yeah. it's it's not really you know in chinese medicine um or at least some apothecaries and practices um if you see your doctor and he uh, gives you a clean bill of health you pay him yeah. because that's what he's there for to help keep you healthy yeah. you pay him the more healthy you are yeah. the more you pay him you get sick and, and the bill's on him Interesting. or her yeah, because they sure. failed sure. in some way or that relationship failed between the herbs and the advice. Well, and, and, the, and they're the going to give you
0: exercises it. and they're going to give you all kinds of different things that yeah. you need to do, meditations and different prayers and different things you're going to have to do. And you would do them. And if you didn't do them, then you weren't following the doctor's orders. And, you know, unfortunately, we don't even do that because oftentimes like the doctors, you know, even West, this is not to knock Western medicine and this is not to knock the media when I say these things. You know, oftentimes doctors, Western doctors will tell you, get more exercise. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. People don't listen. They just want the drug. OK, OK, sure, sure, sure. Just give me the Give me the prescription so I can still eat the bacon and I don't have to actually exercise. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, there, there you go. So I think they probably get frustrated <laughs> after a while of even saying all the stuff that you need to do. You know, change your diet, get some exercise, de-stress. I mean, a lot of them are even saying, you know, meditate, do, you know, take some yoga, do some positive things for yourself. So you've got to take the advice if someone gives it to you. That's the other side of the th- the, the coin. So, all right. So we'll and listen, listen to us. Listen to listen to what we're we've saying. got to say by <laughs> by God. Come on,
1: <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say if no, it hasn't, you know, worked exactly for me. I, stuff, you know, right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll admit I'm 55 and I feel like I'm in good health and shape. I've been in a wheelchair over 25 years with paralysis and yeah, I've been as healthy as anybody else. I know my age, if not more. And I've I, had drug I alcohol addiction and you're really? smoking cigarettes and all kinds of stuff. And, yeah, you know, and I'm, and I feel pretty good because you most do these days, things so. we're
0: talking about, and so do I. And that's you know that's the thing.
1: And I wouldn't yeah. say it otherwise if I so wasn't that's, living it. Uh, now I'm not saying I'm a no, vegan and everything perfect. I do yeah. is 100 percent right, or I'm I have a green no, you know no, no. thing going on. I'm conscious yeah. of that, and I do. But I also live in the world, and if I had a drive-through, I had a drive-through. But I also don't yeah. worry about yeah. it. yeah. Um, you know some of the people that are health conscious. You know when they bring their scales to the restaurant and weigh their, you know, croutons in sure. their salad and all this stuff. It's like, you're, you're, yes, you're kind of doing the right thing, but if if you're really really worried about counting every yeah. calorie, actually that worry might be worse for you than you know a couple extra exactly. you know, tomatoes on your. No,
0: it's it's true. It's true. I mean, you. That's you know that's where the the rubber meets the road. Really, it's like you know, it it, it is, look, we're all doing, we're all doing our best, you know, try and incorporate, you know, changes Mm -hmm. in as best you can, you know, none of us are perfect, don't beat yourself up, but do
1: try to be, try to live in the world, you know, expect more, Yeah, make it fit in the world in your life, uh, but also be willing to make uh, some changes, and I just wanted to touch on, um, you know, we're talking about replacing negative, you know, habitual thoughts that may have a long history, you know, with these new ones, or stop something, or, well, I'm sick, but I'm supposed to be thinking health. Um, a lot of us can have trouble with that disconnect, or feel that there's a disconnect. My bank account is drained, but I'm trying to visualize mm-hmm. prosperity. Mm-hmm. My, I'm, you know, health is, you know, difficult, um, but I'm trying to imagine how can this be? How can both be true, okay. or something yeah, yeah. like that. Um, and, and both things can be true. And uh, the technique, again, to speaking of things that we use, is one I've used a lot in a lot of different contexts, uh, but in similar types of things, is the even though statement. So you say, even though <laughs> I'm really feeling sick and tired, um, I have a picture of health in my mind and I have a connection with what. You know, breathing easy and and moving mm. easy in the world, you know, would feel like. So you're you're not really seeing one thing and saying it's not mm. true. You're not really you know imagining some fantasy thing and ignoring what you know in quotes I would say is real or reality. You're acknowledging mm. that, uh, but even but even though, and you say even though, what you're saying is yeah this is true but this is even Mm -hmm. more true so acknowledge the thing because you know that way it's you don't have to have this yeah i the only thing i would i would i would
0: be concerned don't don't acknowledge the thing too much because then you're just
1: then you're just no no no
0: you know my life is shitty my life is great and you've just canceled everything out so make sure you lean on the positive side after you
1: and you could say yeah. even though it you know it seems it's, even though at the moment you know, it, seems it or appears, appears. Yes, that i have that's fantastic that's powerful yes I, but i do have a wealthy yeah. mentality i do have a healthy you know yeah, vision for point. myself that it's temporary transitory and and there's that's a, a great thing. idea so that's yeah that, that's uh, I, I was thinking as you were great. saying that
0: too i was almost thinking of the idea too of like you know, you're, you know, you, if you think of the metaphor of a blueprint or the metaphor of like rehabbing a house, it's like, yeah, the old house is there still, but it's like, I'm creating a whole new way of doing things, you know? So you acknowledge the thing that's there, but then you're also saying, you know, this whole, this, you know, these thoughts are a blueprint for my new success yeah. and for this next level that I'm taking myself to. And, and those, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. So
1: there's an acknowledgement
0: there as well. Well, good point. It, well,
1: yeah. what if your car's dirty? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, my car's dirty. What do you do? Do you actually sit there and go, well, my car's dirty. <laughs> yeah. There it is. That's just how That's it is. Just... No, you, you can see yep. that your car is dirty. And that can actually Motivation. give you the inspiration yes. to go to the car wash. But you know in your mind you're going to be able to wash it. And you will have to come home with Absolutely. a clean car. It's sparkly yep. and shiny. And so it, we we you do that yeah. in our everyday lives. So let's apply Absolutely. that. Same kind of logic that actually works uh, to some of these. Yeah, and other, you right? know, and
0: circling back to the main point of this. So when there's, you know, when there's fears, you know, it's it's a sign that you need to strengthen strengthen your faith, strengthen your consciousness, strengthen your, you know, your confidence in yourself. Wash, wash your wash, hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, honestly, it's like, yeah. you know, take take do the things, and then remind maybe remind yourself even as like if you've got a little ritual, you know, washing your hands or you know, you're doing this or that thing to try to keep yourself healthy, remind yourself like I'm healthy in mind and spirit as well. I'm healthy in my soul, you know, and, and, and have like an affirmation or, you know, the universe's healing presence surrounds me as I, as I wash my hands or something along those lines, you can connect the
1: mind and body together. Mm -hmm. Right. So. I'm cleaning my thoughts as I'm washing my hands. I'm rinsing off the dirt as I'm releasing my negative attitudes Absolutely. We time right together. It's literally my body, yeah, you know, my body experience. Going on. So don't
0: panic. Don't, you know, allow the anxiety yes. to over overwhelm be, you know, be a, a calmness in the center of a storm and carry that calmness and health and strength for the people that are around you that need you, your kids, your family, you know, your students, your, your coworkers, et cetera. Um, you know, there's, there's real quickly, I'll touch on this. There's this idea of this thing called the Maharishi effect. They did this study where they meditated in, uh, I think it was back in the eighties when there was a huge crime problem in Washington, DC. And I think it's still pretty bad, but at, in the eighties, it was awful. And they sent X number of, of meditators to go and see if they could bring down the crime rate by just meditating. And they did a study on it and you can check it out. Maharishi effect, uh, Maharishi university did it actually. And they had so many people per so many people meditating, and they actually found that they brought crime down during the time that they were meditating. There's actual statistics that show that crime came down, they, and they replicated the study in multiple cities, and it happened everywhere they went. So if people meditating in a city can bring down crime, then your thoughts definitely will have a huge effect on the people around you, and you can help bring the health level and the positivity uh, up around you. You know, we're a vibrational center and we want to vibrate positivity, love, health, you know, prosperity and so on, especially for those who, who need it the most. That's part of, you know, being a just being a healer and being a good member of a community. If you have the capacity to do that, and most of us who are listening to this are those kinds of people, I would argue all of us probably are, uh, you know, we want to make changes. We want to be beacons of light. We want to share you know try this out and just radiate out this peace and health during times of challenge times of crisis times of panic and be a be an anchor be a you
1: know be a be a beacon of hope for others right so and don't underestimate your power uh even if oh well, I'm not a shaman I'm not a you know level 9 healer Wait a minute how do I'm I, I get the level 9
0: healing by the way
1: do, you, do, you, yeah, do you, well, are you? Are you? Are you off the deal on that right <laughs> now? Because that sounds pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're just a little bit better yeah. or a little bit calmer yeah. than the person next to you, then you, yeah. then you're going to help a yeah. little bit. You know, don't underestimate how powerful your vibrations and your thoughts and what you have and what you know, uh, what mm-hmm. confidence you have. Uh, how much that can really help somebody um absolutely it's it's amazing sometimes it's the littlest thing so don't don't underestimate yeah don't um, underestimate the divinity within yourself
0: and the and the and the divine power that exists within you that's beyond you know your little ego and your little body right that's a big one too is, is, is allow that to unfold and and uh and spread out and and really really take charge as well you know jung would call that the self with the capital s they would call that in india the self with a capital s you know that higher higher self that higher part of yourself that's connected to the big consciousness you know so give that a chance to shine all right i'm going to give a few of these affirmative treatments if you want to go to 217 with me chris we can we can go through these and maybe just go back and forth this is uh These are just the last little thing we're going to offer you just to kind of, these are some affirmations you can use from the great Reverend Ike uh, that'll help keep you healthy and help keep your mind strong, your heart strong, and your your soul strong. All right, so we'll start with affirmative treatment here. Right here and right now, I see myself as a healthy person.
1: I refuse to accept any idea of sickness. And I will just add, like, accept that's fully accept it and fully Mm -hmm. integrate it. Not allow it to
0: root. You don't let (laughs) it root into
1: your mind. Yeah, Exactly. It doesn't mean deny sickness, but accepting it means opening the door and inviting it in. in, Because it's a bad house
0: guess. Get it the hell out. My faith and belief are in God's healthy whole idea of me. And this belief will keep me well.
1: God in me is Mm. my health. And I will add that this whole idea, healing and wholeness, you think holistic, it comes from the same root word. If you're not whole, you're not healthy. If Mm. you're whole, Mm. they Mm. go together. So think of completeness and wholeness, not, oh, I'm sick and I'm lacking health. No, no. I like your notes. I love that one. God in me is
0: my health. I use that one all the time and I've probably said that in five or six of the shows we've had lately. Uh, I've been using that one. That's a strong one. Uh, The next one is God in me heals me and keeps me well.
1: Wow. Isn't that what Jesus said? It's not me who doeth the works. It's the Father, the the physician within me. God in me heals me. And then thank you, God and me, for health. That's probably the most point. important one. Gratitude. This gratitude. Amen. That's thank the big you. one. Even before you receive That's it, the big say one, thank you. It? Wow. Uh, yeah. Receive. That's yeah. what you want to receive. Absolutely. A <laughs> Not a guest. A permanent residence in your. Those are, those are all powerful, power affirmative
0: treatments things. that you can use uh, when you're trying to keep your mind right. And I would highly suggest those. Another one that's really great, and then we're, we're going we're gonna to shut down for the day, finish up the show, uh, is the 23rd Psalm. Uh, so if you just look that up in, in the Bible, that's a classic, uh, classic psalm. A lot of soldiers use that. A lot of people under duress use that one. That is, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So we're getting biblical up in here. Amen. That is Psalm Ah, 23, and that is a powerful one. So that, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're a biblical, of a biblical bent, of a metaphysical bent towards towards those words, I I would highly suggest uh, memorizing that. That's a powerful one. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for all of your uh, sage advice today, Chris. I appreciate that as I do each week and uh, keep your wits about you. You know, they say you only have, you know, the only thing to fear is fear itself. What was that? If that was Roosevelt, right? FDR.
1: FDR. I think, yeah. You know, sometimes,
0: as we said, the fear is much worse than the situation that it is, that one is being fearful of. So keep your minds right. Uh, thank you again for joining us on the show uh, thank you for supporting us we're at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye and if you want to support us there monetarily we would greatly appreciate i'm your host jason abaltano the author of if you can worry you can meditate chris is the author of the spirit in the sky we're here each week on sunday and friday with new episodes so please join us have a great week stay positive healthy and strong use those affirmations goodbye and god bless